everyone, welcome to Conversations with Nicole. Today, my guest is Tim Guin, Executive Vice President and Chief Commercial Officer for USA Truck. Among other things today, I hope to bring awareness to the importance of truck drivers and the sacrifices they make for us. I also hope you'll be inspired once you hear Tim's personal story of success and perseverance. Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Nikki. I'm going to call you Nikki if that's okay, because for those of folks that don't know, I've known you for a long time, and uh, Nicole is hard to, it's hard to say that, so if you're okay, I'm going to call you Nikki. I, please do, and that's what I was going to share with my audience next, is that you're a friend, you're one of my husband's very best friends. We all went to Winthrop University together, and so for this reason and so many more, this conversation is extremely special to me. So again, I want to thank you for joining me today. Truckers are heroes. I want you to explain why people should be thankful for our truckers. Well, you know, during COVID, I think people started to recognize when you walk into a store and you see empty shelves, the impact of, uh, of drivers. And um, it's a, I tell people, hey, it's, it's a, you're not going to find a more patriotic hardworking, God-fearing American than you're going to find in the trucking industry. And, uh, you know, there's a few out there, just like in every industry, they'll give you a bad name or make you look bad on the news. Or if you look at the DOT collisions uh, of trucks versus cars, it's drastically different, uh, very few. But when a truck has an accident, when it weighs 80,000 pounds, it's typically horrific in most cases. When I'm talking about big DOT accidents, I'm not talking about fender benders and things like that, but truckers are safe and it's a hard job. And you know, my my uh, my dad was a, was a truck driver, and uh, I remember how how t- he. What I'm explaining to you is what I saw on him. Uh, he was a Navy veteran, and uh, you know he had a couple of trucks, and he worked for a steel company uh, here in Greenville, and and uh, and at summers I would go on trips with him, and I saw firsthand that it was it was a really tough living. But in those days, there was um, smoking the bandit, yeah. and uh, uh, rolling on was a show. I, probably some of your older listeners. Rolling on was a was a, was a series, and then BJ and the Bear. Yes, uh, truck driver BJ, and uh, you know, and I I think back in in the CB radio, you remember the T-shirts that said you know uh, Breaker One Nine or whatever, and <laughs> people had a hand up. <laughs> most people in your neighborhood had a CB radio in those days. We didn't have cell phones, so people thought That's it was cool funny. that you could talk to someone without being at home and being on a landline. But all those things, truckers were cool and truckers made a lot of money back in the 80s. But what we found out over time uh, as, as our economy grew and the need for truck drivers and, uh, you know, the, the industry itself, uh, the driver pay did not keep pace with other jobs in the U.S. And so we had less truck drivers, less glamorous, harder work. People were, you know, wanting to go to college and get a desk job. You know, think, I think about myself. My dad used to say, "Hey, let's get you get you through get you to college, and and then you, if you want to be in this business, you can, but in a different different light." And and I'm just grateful for for what I learned uh, from him. But it's not a glamorous job. It's very difficult, and there's a lot of sacrifice. Health, uh, when you think about my health perspective, you know, you, you know, you're not going to a gym every day, especially if you're an over the road long haul driver. Uh, you're out sometimes for a week at a time or three days at a time. And sometimes uh, depending on where you run and what you want to do, drivers are out 
10 to 14 days at a time. Uh, so not a lot of people are interested in that. We, we've become a society of we want it right then. And, and, and these men and women are out there on the roads making the sacrifice so that they can serve us. So we owe them a lot. We owe them a lot and they deserve to make good money for what they do. And I know that has changed in the industry as well, which is wonderful. Talk about the history of USA Truck. It's, it's impressive. It is. So uh, Robert Powell was one of our founders. He was a Navy airman and he had been in the trucking business and LT, less than truckload business uh, in, in Arkansas. Uh, him and a group of uh, management wanted to start their own uh, truckload company, which the difference between less than truckload and truckload is a full truckload. <laughs> and uh, so your LTL companies are the ones that do more of the local deliveries and smaller packages or a pallet truckload companies typically pick up freight from a manufacturer that fills the full truck and takes it to a distribution center and it's full truckload. So they saw an opportunity after deregulation in the 80s to start a trucking trucking company and deregulation. If you're not familiar with it, trucking used to be heavily regulated. You had to buy authority for each state to run in and it was very difficult to get. So when uh, in the 80s, when deregulation came about, it created opportunities for uh, folks in this truckload industry to to go out and start this business model. And it's, it worked very well for for USA. Uh, Bob uh, uh, Powell, who was our, one of our founders, uh, wanted to use the Star and Bar uh, logo because that was what was on his airplane. And uh, so he, he contacted uh, officials uh, within the government and didn't get a whole lot of response. So he kind of took matters into his own hands and uh, checked to see if it was trademarked. And lo and behold, the, the Star and Bar was not trademarked. Uh, so Bob went about the process of trademarking it. So we actually own the trademark of any star and bar that you see out there. Okay. He gave, obviously, you know, the, the government can use it any way they want to <laughs> use it, obviously. But uh, but we own it. And it's it's a it's a great uh, brand. Over 20 percent of our uh, drivers are, are veterans. They're attracted to that. What makes USA Truck different from the other trucking companies? I tell people that uh, the brand is only as good as its people. And it doesn't matter if it's USA Truck or Coca-Cola. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's the people that make the brand. And if you have the right culture, uh, a culture of accountability, a cu culture of gro uh, growth, if you have vision and values and mission statements and things that are important for people to identify with, you attract people to that brand and you attract quality people to that brand that want to be connected with those types of values. I can tell you the number one reason that I came to USA uh, for almost five years ago was I, I looked at, looked up to values mm -hmm. and uh, people underestimate that. I, I, I certainly believe that uh, you have to have a belief system and we tell our team, hey, believe in something bigger than yourself because we know if you serve others and you put in more than you take out, then you're going to feel better about yourself and your value as a person. So that attracts people to our organization. I can feel it just from what you say that those people that work alongside of you take pride in being with USA Truck and are thankful that you have those goals, those values, that mission to serve others because we all know what you put out is what you get back. And when you are in service to others, 
your organization will thrive because everybody's heart is the same. Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly what you're hearing. We we didn't we didn't have that four and a half years ago, but and and now people believe they believe in something bigger than them, than themselves. And you're talking about a company that was valued probably somewhere in the hundred million dollar range that uh, today is valued uh, you know four hundred million dollars plus. Right. And it's because it's not because of me or other leaders in the organization. Um, it's because the people believed and they and they believed in what we were putting in as a mission and vision and a value for the organization that is something they wanted to, to, to do a good job. And they came to work for all those other things other than just looking at, at themselves. That how can I can contribute? And when everybody contributes and I tell our team as we as we progress and we all should continue to learn. Uh, as much as we can every day. Uh, nobody has all the answers, but if we all just get 10% better every year, think about the organization, what will happen. If every single person gets better, right. then the organization gets better as a whole. Well, and the organization isn't just the higher ups, it's the men and the women in the trucks as well. It's a collaborative effort and everyone wins in that situation. And you feel good about what you're doing. And I think in our world today, we should want to feel good about what we're doing. To me, that makes the difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see, I see that, uh, you know, outside of our business here at USA, I see every time I see uh, someone going down the road with a flag flying or yeah. off their boat or their dock <laughs> or whatever, I always think, you know, this is uh, that person is for something bigger than that. Us and the, and I can guarantee you that everybody at USA with that star and bar being here, flags are, uh, flags are flying. Wonderful. What is the one thing that you want people to know about USA Trucks? It's the serving others piece that uh, we just talked about. And we're not in the trucking business. We're in the people business. We're in the service business. Trucking is how we do it, but we're actually in the service business. And go deliver some freight safely and on time. We say that most after most every meeting because uh we want to protect the and serve the, the people around us um by delivering products but we also want to keep them safe and uh so for me uh when if i had to sum it up one words one word at uh, usa it's serving others serving others and what about truckers in general and your industry what's the most important thing that my audience should take away about that uh, trucking changes lives it, it uh, changed my life uh, personally. Uh, I realized that uh, if I was ever going to be successful in life, that I had to put the work in. And I learned that from my dad. And uh, I saw him uh, work hard. And, and that, that, to me, is the hardworking servant mentality. It's something that people don't see. What is the biggest crisis facing your industry right now? Well, it's drivers. Um, there's not enough of them. When you when you think about a couple of administrations ago, uh, everybody said that every, everyone should go to college. And, um, you know, it's just not the case. I mean, you know, I was borderline whether I was going to go to college or not. I didn't have the money, but I, it worked out with scholarships and, and Pell Grants and things that uh, I was able to take advantage of. But not everybody needs to go to college. Right. And, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. Uh, so we had this idea. So you had all these this influx of uh, college students because they, everybody thought if I can go to college, I can get out and I'll have be a, 
uh, an executive job as soon as I get out. And now there's these young folks are finding out that you actually have to work your way up, you know, just because you have a degree, because there's so many degrees right. out there. So what does that what does that leave uh, the blue collar worker and where does that leave uh, the truck driver? And uh, it is not uh, it's not a, a glamorous job, but it pays one hundred thousand dollars. And money's there. You're right. That's right. And, you know, if you do it right, uh, you can make a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, you can be more home more often than you were a few years ago. But to answer your question, it's a tough sell. Um, you know, not everybody's. Uh, you know, when you think about your kids, own kids grow up be a truck driver. You hear people say that, right? Right. But people find out that if if you get in it and you do a great job. Uh, it's it's rewarding. I mean, we are seeing more female drivers in our industry than we ever have. There's a women in trucking association out there. Uh, our company is more diverse than any other industry. To learn how to drive a truck, it, it typically it takes uh, about 12 weeks, um, and that seems like a long time. But you know, you when you've got an 80,000 pound, basically a weapon out there on the highway that uh, you, you have to make sure that folks uh, really know how to handle uh, every situation possible. But uh, but 12 weeks versus four year degree. Sure. I can guarantee you. $100,000. I'm in yeah. awe of people that can drive a truck. I mean, gracious. I can't even get in an F-150 and not feel overwhelmed. But for get behind an 80,000 pound vehicle, that's a lot. You should get proper training and you should get paid. So we need to start changing the mindset of people out in the world and those coming along in their schooling to say, hey, I don't have to go this route. I can go this route and people be proud of it. Absolutely. So we have uh, uh, people who retire early from teaching school, uh, firemen, uh, police officers, people uh, getting in these trucks now. Um, and the other thing that we have against us is the minimum driving age for interstate uh, transportation is 23, and it has been that way now. We're starting to see that change with uh, some new states and some new laws that are allowing some testing going on there. But even at 21, there's a three-year gap between high school. And so typically what happens is folks in high school don't get trained on it. It's not in the voc's vocational center. They go directly into a, a vocation. They go do something. This is typically a second career or maybe a third career for, for a lot of them. And they've already uh, m maybe gotten married or, or developed a certain lifestyle that says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to be now I'm going to be away from home. And it's hard. And right. it's hard to transition into, into that. It's not just driving the truck, but the, the it's, time the lifestyle. it's the lifestyle and being able to be mature enough to manage that lifestyle when you have that much freedom. That's tough. That's not always easy for everyone to do. A lot of discipline right. needed, I'm sure, for that. Yes. So those are the challenges that we have. But the opportunity is tremendous. Challenges, but opportunities are there. So what's the future of the industry? What's on the horizon? So I'm just going to address, I mean, electric trucks, uh, we, we, we are doing that. Uh, you know, it's just like the cars. There's lots of challenges uh, with electric, electric trucks, the distance, uh, the charging, all those things, especially for a truck uh, that size. When you're talking about, a, you know, an 80 pound, 1,000 pound vehicle, is it, you know, you're talking about 300 mile radius versus a car is longer. And then being able to have the infrastructure out there uh, is not ready for that. But if you have it in the right application around a regional hub, 
it works pretty well. We've seen it uh, work with some of our uh, some of our other trucking uh, competitors. We're doing it. We're doing it in West Memphis, Arkansas. Uh, and so uh, the other thing is autonomous trucks. Here, lots of people talk about autonomous. Uh, I think I, this is Tim Gwen's opinion, but uh, you know you don't ever see an airplane fly by itself. Although it does fly itself, there's always a pilot in the in the aircraft because the size of the aircraft and the risk. Same for trucking. I think what you're going to see is uh, you're going to see a driver, but a different kind of driver with a different type of skill set. But I've already been in an autonomous truck, and it's pretty incredible. And uh, the the technology's there; it's here, and uh, I've seen it firsthand, and I see how it works, and it's pretty amazing. So you're going to have a different type of driver in the cab of that truck, and then uh, eventually <clears throat> you may see platooning or you'll have one driver and two trucks controlling both trucks. Wow. Uh, so we, we think that will solve a problem, but Hey, I'm 57 years old. It might, I might be 70 something before this really, really happens that way, but maybe not, maybe, maybe not. It just depends on the, again, infrastructure. When you think about autonomous vehicles, you have to, it's really an interstate type thing. Somebody still has to drive the truck into the distribution center. Um, uh, <clears throat> And get, and get the freight unloaded. Can't do that autonomously. So we're, we're all trying to work work through that. But it's going to be a driver autonomous type relationship in the future. Well, that's what I what I hear is the future is always changing because our technology is constantly changing and what we can do um, far exceeds anything that we ever dreamed about 20 years ago. And so that will continue to be the case moving forward as well. But I like the fact that people are always needed, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> God put yeah, us I mean, for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the technology is amazing, but people are needed. I mean, yeah. our trucks today have collision avoidance, lane departure, all the things you have in your car, all the computer stuff. Right. Our drivers all have, you know, pa- uh, pads in their trucks, uh, whether it's mostly Samsung, and then they, they have apps that they can get information out of that they couldn't, get information from before about the truck about <clears throat> their dispatch and load at their uh their trip and fuel and those things but uh you still have to have you still have to have human intervention for for all of those things because think about this think about a situation where you got an eighty thousand pound truck with hazardous materials mm. running by itself that Not could good. be that the technology could be hacked yeah. that's a that's a tough tough deal and so I, that's why i think that you have to have you will have a driver uh, or someone controlling that where we that can be shut down or uh, you know something malfunctions you know system if the system crashes or there's an issue it can be handled immediately. I agree I agree this is so interesting I'm really enjoying this conversation we could talk all day about what's on the horizon and new technology and all of that but I do know that this is a topic that's near and dear to your heart and that's America's truckers tell me about that. Yeah, America Trucker, America's Trucker.org. Um, so in harmony of what we talked about earlier, we uh, we own a company down in Georgia called the name of the company is Davis Transfer. And uh, we we purchased them uh, four years ago. And uh, you know, we have this USAT capacity solutions brand, which is our supply chain logistics solution. And then we have the white USA truck. A lot of you have seen going down the road, and then we have this Davis brand. And we said, "How can we connect the company?" So our CEO James Reed said, "Hey, came came to me and said, 'Hey, let's get a tagline for our brand.'" 
And because I have responsibility for all commercial and marketing, my marketing team and I got together and we said, what would be a great tagline? So we went through all these different gyrations of taglines and looked up stuff on the internet. And, and it really came back after many, many conversations that what are we really? Yeah. Uh, we, we are an American, uh, we are Americans, uh, red, white, and blue. And, um, these drivers, they love that. And, uh, we were shocked to find that American trucker was copyright trademarked, but America's trucker was not. <laughs> so we, 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 we took care of that. And, uh, and the process through the through uh, copywriting that and uh but we said where can we take this yeah. and so when you think about all the things you and i've talked about this morning is that gosh what is it what is it what does it really mean to be associated with drivers and how can we support these patriotic god-fearing hard-working americans and this was all happened during covid and we met joe stam which you interviewed with me and he had this great trucker song and we realized people really liked that and uh, just in a few you know a week or so he had over a hundred thousand views of the song and lots of great feedback and we said okay you know we're just going to go forward with this america's trucker brand and uh as a tagline we created a website and you can go to the website and every piece of merchandise that we sell um, uh, 10% of the proceeds goes to a veteran related or trucking related charity of, uh, that we choose. And this past year, it was Folds of Honor. Our mission is to improve uh, the image of drivers in, in, in our industry and our industry, things that you and I were talking about, giving them uh, quality choices to shop online for things that are appropriate yeah. and specific to trucking. So right now it's hats and shirts and you know, uh, mugs, things that you would find uh, on a typical website. And we created this brand. So the A is, uh, I actually have it right here. I'm going to put oh, good. it I was on the screen. You might have one close by. The, yes. the, yeah. So, so the A is, is an intersection, as you can oh, see. Yes. It's an and that's a road. And then the T is just an intersection. So, um, so we created this because it's, it's a trucking brand that we, that we wanted to give back and we wanted to improve. So we're private label, some shirts and some things, and we're just getting started. We're going to market this that we already have, and we're going to be in some truck stops. And, you know, we're going to take it a little bit further uh, with that, with convenience stores and some buckies and some of those folks we're going to go after. But, but we're, we're going to, we're going to sell belts uh, for truckers um, with a branded AT uh, logo in them, boots with a brand, uh, AT brand, uh, pants, uh, you know, the Dickey style pants that, you see drivers wear blue jeans. Yeah. We're going to private label things. We have we have jackets. So we have pullovers right now. Really good looking pullover uh, on the store on the website. And all of this uh, we raise money. Uh, we did the folds of honor this year. Uh, got off uh, our first uh, charity. We raised one hundred sixty seven thousand uh, dollars for folds of honor, which is in a one day golf tournament with uh, our our generous suppliers came in for one day and donated. And uh, so we were able to uh, fund six scholarships, uh, Folds of Honor, if you're not familiar with them, um, you can go to their website uh, and, and look and see that they uh, provide scholarships for dis the children of disabled or fallen veterans. And we were able to uh, help this year with six scholarships. So 
we're going to continue with that americastrucker.org. We're going to put the stuff in the store. We hope that people buy it. We hope drivers buy it. We hope their families buy it and other people. You would not believe how many requests I have for these okay. America's Trucker hats, uh, especially these uh, friends of my children who are younger generation. They love it. It says America's yeah. Trucker on it. But, uh, they're, and the other thing is uh, it's quality stuff. Uh, we said we don't want to put our brand on things that are cheap. Um, so we've got some really good quality uh, outerwear and apparel for, for anybody who's interested. You know, and it goes to a great cause. Yes, it goes to a great cause. It's patriotic. You feel good making the purchase knowing that you are making a difference. And it's America. We love America. Listen, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as USA Truck before it's time to transition into your personal story? So much more to get to. No, I could talk all day about it. So <laughs> I just want to follow your lead there. So if there's some, any other questions, we'll come back to it. But no, I'm good. That concludes part one of my conversations with Nicole featuring Tim Guin. Coming up in part two, you'll hear his personal story. It is one of perseverance and success and his faith in God. Stay tuned for that coming up on Conversations with Nicole.